Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. You've had a real long day. Nothing good is on the radio. So let's talk your troubles away. Just a couple of guys trying to analyze the things we do and see. Play a game or two, maybe an interview. Oh, what a place to be! It's a good day for a good time with a good hang. It's a good day for a good time with a good hang. What a good way! What a good sign! What a good thing! It's a good day for a good time with good hang. Woo! Hey man, that was a cool song you just played me. Not the theme song yeah. that everyone just heard. <laughs> but before we recorded it, like just, just, just like not even two minutes ago, you played me a draft of a song. You think that's gonna? You yes. think it's gonna come out? You feel pretty good about it? I'm feeling pretty good about it. I think it's gonna be a thing. Hopefully, maybe. It um, sounds nice. It's fun. Yeah, putting a bunch of different things together, and it's been. Um, Foof, exhausting, draining. Congrats, man. Yes. But it's interesting is because, like, um, when I listen to your music, I feel like, oh, okay, I kind of see where he's coming from. But this is the first time where I'm like, I know exactly what this song is about (laughs) (laughs) and who it's for. Yeah. And it just made me think of, which is awesome, but Mm -hmm. it just made me think of, like, there's actually, I don't know if I ever shared this with you, dude. There's one song written by a local artist who I won't name Uh that I'm pretty sure is inspired by me. Have I talked about this before? What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no. Do, do you want to name and shame? Or no, 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 no. Okay. Well, if I'm naming and shaming, it would be me, to be honest. <laughs> like, okay. it's pretty embarrassing. Okay. Uh, let's see how much I can give away with that. But it's just, it just really, I hadn't thought about this in You're a gonna while. You're going to have to, okay, fine. So I guess you have to exclude the name of the artist yes. and the name of the song. Yes. The gist, so just let's talk in vagueness here. I'm trying to keep it as vague as possible. Okay. The gist of it is that, like, I was into this girl for a while. Uh-huh. Um, she's a musician. So we and we were a female. That's yeah. half of it. I think you'll be able to piece it together eventually, <laughs> you, Nathan. Okay. But we were tiptoeing around a relationship maybe, which she does with a lot of people. Oh. Uh, there it is. Yeah. No, okay. And then, yeah, just like there was something I said to her in a moment of like, can we just be or can we just be together? Like something along those lines. Uh-huh. And like, I was like, and then in hindsight, I was like, that was poetic, but pretty pathetic. <laughs> and then like a couple months later, I'm like, oh, it's a song lyric. <laughs> Oh my! Oh, oh, oh my goodness! Weirdly flattering. I mean, I guess that that's that just. I mean, I mean that's art, right? Yeah, that that kind of thing just has to happen, right? Because like, what do songwriters write about? Like, exactly. The people around them, and, yeah, yeah. like, um, it's like the classic thing. Whenever, especially like when a guy dates a female songwriter, and the guy's always like, "You gonna write a song about?" Well, actually, yeah. no. It's like in general, if anybody John dates Mary a songwriter, Taylor Swift. If anyone dates a songwriter, so you gonna write a song about me? Or like the breakup, you know, you're always worried that the the the, the breakup Your is gonna lead to a song. Out there. Yeah. yeah, but that's the first time I experienced it. I was like, oh my god, this song is about me. <laughs> <laughs> cool. I'm gonna look for that Inspired song now because I've pieced together the artist. It's pre- it's 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 a problem. It's it's kind of a bop too. I kind of like it. Ooh. I think I listened to it like twice, and I'm like, this is cool. Oh well, okay. Let's, let's lock <laughs> makes that you, away. Makes you feel weird. <laughs> let's lock that away in my heart. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, that's cool. And you you've been working hard on music lately, huh? Um, yeah. The okay. So last week we did not record an episode because both of us were just a little bit overwhelmed. Yeah, yeah. Um, last week I was in a super, super intense writing camp, 
Um, so for the whole of last week, it was 7.30 a.m. Yeah. to about 3 p.m. Yeah, because you were working um, with uh, people from the Yeah, States, I was working with people in, in the U.S. Woo! And um, yeah, it was it was real rough. Like the waking up early part, I, I can do, you know, I just force myself being to sleep that early and yeah like being being creative and being that kind of like open first thing in the morning it's not easy did you ever consider just staying up um no because i knew that that wasn't gonna be yeah. good for anybody. i mean seven is really pushing it because for me i'm just like i get so inspired and i get so productive at like two o'clock in the morning which yeah. sucks <laughs> yeah so like what what happened was essentially for every day there were two different sessions and each session would have like about four pe- four other people inside of it in mm-hmm. this Zoom call. And it's four completely new people every time that I've never met. And essentially we're like, hey, what's up? Let's write a song together. Um, How did they, are they all Warner people? Is that no, they're all, they're, it's, it's with this thing called Songwrite Club. Oh, um, yeah, cute. so we're just trying it. Like, Sounds the, like an invite only. Um, <laughs> no, not really. It's kind of like a, hey, want to do a writing camp for this artist and like, they get a bunch of people that are relevant, you know, if it's like, oh, more pop-oriented, then get all the pop-oriented, oh. like, songwriters. So just to clarify, have. were people writing stuff for you, or are you just writing stuff for people, or are you just writing in general? Um, people writing, we're all writing stuff with the intention of it being for me. For yourself? Oh, for you. Okay, yes. that's cool. But, you know, it doesn't have to be. Like, say, like, we finish a song, and it's not right for me. It can be for somebody else. Sure, but sure. The, the first intention is to write for me. And how did you meet? All those people, like how do these people, how did this group come together? This is very fascinating. To this songwrite club thing, it's its own kind of collective, uh-huh. and they have a database of songwriters uh-huh. that join their collective from New York to LA to Nashville, and that's pretty much all most of the places. Sure, sure. Um, the outlier of an Ohio every once in a while, but um, yeah, they they just have this collective, and then when they get an artist. Um, like, say, for example, a label goes to this collective and goes, um, I have a, a hip-hop artist um, that wants to, you know, he needs some hooks to, mm. um, to, to, to go with his verses or something. And then they will get all the relevant kind of writers together, and then they will just have these sessions with this artist with the intention of writing the song for the artist, but doesn't necessarily have to be. That's so fascinating. I would love to be a fly on a wall in this. So you're just like... You're just in your room with your guitar, and there's like a Zoom window with six people. They have like all pianos or something, and you guys are just like, what about this? Something like that. Honestly, that would have been my preferred way of doing it. Uh But how we did it for this specific camp was um, I was given a bunch of tracks to choose from. Basically, like just like... Like pre-existing... Yeah, so it's like... like, Because what producers do now a lot is they just make beats. Yeah, yeah. They just make beats and they put it out there and then like... Someone do something with it, please. Essentially. Yeah. yeah. I get that. Um, it's not like the only way it's done, but it's one of the biggest ways that it's done. Sure. It's how a lot of smaller producers um, get to work with huge artists and establish themselves because of these SoundCloud database... Mm-hmm. SoundCloud database, B-Star, whatever it is. Anyway, um, I get sent a bunch of tracks. I pick a bunch of them. And then every session, we will work on one track. Wow, that's really cool. So everybody comes in with their own ideas for this track. And like one of those people would have written the original beats or not necessarily? Um, Not necessarily. I think I only had one session where one of the people in the room made the beat. Um, But yeah, that's pretty much how this specific camp went. Um, 
it I've I've done several camps before in person, of course, where it's more like we just start from scratch, mm-hmm. and I kind of prefer that, like a blank canvas. This one was a little bit different in the sense that we had like a canvas to work with already, and we're just kind of like filling in our our own, you know, ideas into it. Um, but it's a good way to kind of you know give birth to the initial ideas of a song. Yeah, when you have a framework to work within. Um, but man, it was intense. I can imagine. I mean, that's like what? Even just the shit. Was it six hours you said? With seven to what time? 7.30 to like three-ish. Like a loose three. That's insane. That's eight hours, dude. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. For like five days in a row, right? Yeah. Fuck. But it was it was real fun. Like it was really, it was really, like even, even though like the style of writing wasn't my preferred type, mm-hmm. it was fun to like, you know, do something different. Like engage in a different process um, for the same result. Um, and... It was also just nice to like talk to um, people back in the states yeah. for the first time in quite a long time. Yeah, because um, I occasionally catch up with my friends back there, but we mostly just like text and like you know send messages over Instagram or whatever. Mm-hmm. But to actually like be in a Zoom call and like, interact. So you know them? You like knew them from before? No, no, no. Like, oh. every, every session was a new group of strangers, that's so crazy. except for one. I made like a holy <laughs> shit! Like hey, we went to school this... together. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, there was one session where, where like the guy was like, "Hey, this is random, but we went to school together." And then I looked at his <laughs> name, and I was like, "Oh yeah, shit, we went to school together." Berkeley, right? Not ACS. Yeah. Berkeley. That'd be crazy. That'd be nuts. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it was cool. And I'm excited for what happens to the songs that came out from it. Mm. Um, And just generally excited for, you know, the new music to come out because um, I feel like I'm getting closer and closer to like my idea of what a musician should be. I don't know. But your form of a musician, you mean? It's more like I'm getting better at becoming a recording artist. I think that's what it okay, is. Okay, okay. Like, I'm understanding a little bit better the differences between, like, like recorded singing and live singing. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's wildly different. Yeah, it sounds like you're experiencing what the Beatles went through when they stopped touring. The COVID is your Beatlemania. Sure. <laughs> There's <laughs> no, a real parallel there. It's 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 more like, like a really... Um, like I, I've had to, to to figure this out eventually. It's just that most people usually start out recording and then they learn they they figure out their sound there. That's so true. Isn't and then it? Yeah. and then they end up having to like finesse their live shit. That's then, why like in the beginning they always sound like shit live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, only yeah. like a few years into their touring that like oh wow they, they sound good to, live yeah, now. Yeah, wow yeah. Avril Lavigne. Wow parts of BTS. Whoa. I'm looking at you, Jin. Whoa, <laughs> whoa, shots fired. <laughs> they always give Jin the tough parts too. I'll break your heart, melt your heart into two. Like that's high. He's good now, or like he's better. He's I, I, I I think he's like he's better. You I know what I've noticed? I think he I goes remember. on that journey for every song. Yeah, like he sucks at the beginning when he's far. Anyway, that's very <laughs> <laughs> I love butter. It's a great song. Anyway, um, what was I saying? The fact that you know who Jin is is also very warming to my heart. Yeah, and that I I followed his progress. Yeah, um, you got to keep track he, of these. He works things, really man. hard. You know, he works really hard. <laughs> he was hired just to be the face. He's the oldest of the group. He cooks for everyone. <laughs> And he gave them the highest ass notes. Okay. Yeah. All right. I learned something today. I think. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, th- th- there's such a huge difference, mm-hmm. and like, um, it's not just about singing in tune. It's not just about like you know when you're recording. S- you mean. When you're recording, yeah, yeah, yeah. When you're recording, it's not just about singing in tune. It's not just about like that, um, you know tone or whatever yeah it's so much about the delivery yeah exactly and and like the breaths yeah and like 
um, the little things that make the voice sound more human. Yeah, not, and not to make it overly simplistic, but to me it just makes sense because like when you're watching a performer live, you see their stuff. There's visuals and everything, yeah. but when they're just in your ear, yeah, like, that's like you know, that's it's very, very different. Too, really. the, 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 my favorite example is always Britney. Yeah, because if you just isolate her vocal in her songs, it sounds ridiculous. Mm. It's like, okay. is that kind of thing? But it works so well in the context of that. Right. But show me one one good live Britney singing performance. Not 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 very good. Yeah, most yeah. of them. Most of the great ones are lip synced because, yeah. like, that's just what works in the song's context. Exactly. Um, but she ne- never really figured out how to do it live. Mm-hmm. Like as opposed to say Aguilera, she yeah. she figured out a way to do it both in in, uh, in studio and live. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's just something that I feel like I'm slowly starting to figure out more and more, like how to sing in a studio, how to sound in front of like uh, a, a, a track instead of like an audience. Yeah, be a Christina, not a Britney. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, not quite a perfect metaphor. But yeah, it's more of just like unlearning a lot of things that you thought made you a good singer, right? So yeah, maybe I, like the next time I sing live, I might sound like ass. I don't maybe. know. Maybe. Ooh, it. who knows? That's that also first of all, that's amazing that, that you actually think we're going to sing live again. <laughs> God, we <laughs> skipped a, la- a little too optimistic. <laughs> <laughs> we skipped last week, but yeah, it's the beginning. Uh, I mean, we're I, we're like halfway through phase two, part two. Phase that's two, flies. part two. Oh my goodness, the spinoff. Yeah, I I've been trying to make that work, but I just don't have a big enough reach. But yeah, it's, welcome to phase two, part two. <laughs> We go, we go to the 13th of June, right? So, yeah, we'll have two solid weeks. Do you think it's going to go back into lockdown? That's, like, the big question. I, we're watch, I'm watching minds. the numbers, right? Watching the numbers every day. We're, yeah. like, averaging, like, 27 per day. The prevailing theory is that they're going to lock down when school holidays start. Yeah. Well, when is that, though? I mean... 31st May, but oh, I've also heard... Thing uh, can, can like you just quickly do a quick Google on yep. like have school holidays start in Singapore because supposedly they they start to uh, uh, Friday which it is, makes sense because that would be the because la- Monday already would be the first of June exactly um, so the big theory is that it might go into lockdown after school holidays but the thing oh, is no, the 20, ca- sorry go, 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 go school holiday started already yeah wait did they push it up blah, 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 blah. holidays. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, no, sorry. Yeah, 29th of May. Yeah. So, yeah, this Friday, basically. Yeah. So, um, if they do that, uh, then they would probably... If they do the lockdown, it would probably be after the, the, the school holidays because they don't want parents to have the extra pressure of teaching Logical. Um, while working from home. Yeah. So, that's, like, the main thing. And also, they don't want kids roaming the streets. Sure. Um, but, COVID. but, but, but... The infection rates have been going down. The numbers have been going down. So it's a downward trend. So like, it's also like a maybe not, but we'll see. I don't know. Maybe they'll do like a mini lockdown. Like, hey, just one week. Yeah, I mean, it also got into the dorms. So it's like, ah, shit. Let's see. Yeah, I was, I was looking at like, I, like what? What do do you think it's likely that they just do like a two week? Lockdown, you know, just like a little like, baby, like a circuit breaker, like a little, a little like back to circuit, like no going out, like a little baby, like a little baby two week. Thing, I feel like you know? that's what we're in. I feel like that's no, no but we can still go out. We can still do things. We can yeah. just can't eat inside. I think it's the smart to compromise, like to just keep it like this for a while. Yeah, I think so. I mean, if they lock it, I mean, honestly, I mean, my, my thing here is that we always we. When these conversations come up, it's always like, oh, what we can't do, what we can't do. But really, honestly, like I've been 
watching and reading up on the fucking Chinese, the sorry, the Indian variant. Uh-huh. It's fucking crazy, dude. And yeah. if that gets into the community and God forbid we get it, that's like really, really, really bad. So I would welcome, if, if it was generally to stop the spread of that particular variant, the you're double g- mutated. Yeah. Fuck. You're giving me a real healthy dose of like pandemic anxiety. Yeah. But it's, I mean, I think it's what it is. I think a part of me has been like willfully ignorant, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, I'm not. I'm informed, alert, but for, not freaking out. I for think. me, I'm just alert. Yeah. And of course, I'm abiding by all the rules. <laughs> yeah. But I am not, definitely not really staying informed. Yes. <laughs> like, I think I'm just like turning a slight blind eye to like. Um, how bad it is actually getting? Yeah, and also let's let's clarify. This I just here. I just look at the numbers. Yeah, because the, so the numbers as well is a little bit like it's they're not really going down. Yesterday was twenty four. The day before that was twenty one. The day before that was twenty four. The day before that was. But last 22. week it was in the thirties. Yeah, but it's like it's pretty steady. You know what I mean? Like we flattened the I mean the curve such as it is. You know what I mean? But it's funny that we're freaking out over double-digit cases. But it's like, it makes sense. What's pissing me off, though, is still how slow this vaccine rollout is, man. I'm seeing on my social media all my Filipino family and friends are getting it. What the fuck? Why are we so slow? I haven't even got it yet. Yeah, yeah, and you're the jewel of the nation. I know. (laughs) (laughs) You're not doing NDP, right? No. Yeah. I was talking to Ben the other day. Uh, and he's he got his because he's doing NDP, mm-hmm. so it's 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 fine. It's like do it, we we'll give you a vaccine. <laughs> but um, yeah, I just just fuck, just I re- this this case is really bad, and and my my heart, you know my heart really goes out to what's happening in India, and like I think I was looking at their numbers, and they're starting to come back down, like you know like their curve is coming back down, but they're still at like over two hundred thousand cases reported per day, yeah. and they always say that it could be much much more because you know the reporting's not the grace, but like you see the videos of them. Out of space in the hospitals, people yeah. waiting in their cars outside the hospital to get oxygen treatment. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, um, it's just so virulent, and like, uh, it seems like the vaccine is helpful, but not that helpful, especially at like because it hasn't been made for this new. I'm not sure exactly, but I know right. it's like the symptoms aren't bad, but it'll, it'll still be pretty transmissible. Um, so it's yeah, it's pretty fucked. I mean, it shows you the <sighs> real importance of vigilance. I'm sorry, my mouth is like half full right That's now. That's okay. Was it is that croissant? It is nice. Mm. Constant vigilance. Yeah, constant vigilance because, like, it, yeah, my heart fucking completely breaks for what's happening over there. Um, and, like, it happened so much later than yeah, everywhere yeah, yeah. else. So it's like you really just never, you never know. Never know. So Can you, a healthy and, dose of pandemic anxiety is. Um, just don't view it as anxiety, I think. Like, don't label it as anxiety. Okay, fine. <laughs> Pandemic awareness. <laughs> yes, actually, yes. Uh, can you imagine if it fucking mutates again? Like, Jesus mm-hmm. Christ, dude. Like, I, I just, I feel sometimes like I just take a macro view. And I'm like, are we in this stupid um, I, uh, mobile game, the pandemic thing, whatever the fuck that game is called? You know what I mean? How long do the viruses last in that game? Depends on how good you are. Mm-hmm. Like, the object of the game is to kill the con- you know, kill the world. Oh, so, yeah, Plague Inc., yeah, that's what I'm talking about. But it's just, yeah, it fucking mutates, and it's crazy, and it mutates again, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Fuck. Man, it's just so weird, like, it's, just, it's it feels like, it's, I'm starting to, re- like, not remember what it was like without COVID. I genuinely am. Like, seeing faces, and, like, being together, and not wearing masks. Fuck. I miss it. It's become a thing... I think it's also because, like, all of the things that we follow on the internet mm. have been living 
in COVID for more than a year now. Yeah, man. Like you so watch John also, Oliver and you watch like yeah. All so they've all just like transitioned their content as well to be in this weird like forever limbo. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I don't know. I I, I think. It, a lot of it is also because we live in a slightly more cautious yeah. country. Sure. Because things have gotten back to normal in a lot of places in the world. Um, for better or for worse, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I truly can't say. I can't objectively say. Um, but yeah. like it's, it's, it's one of those things, you know. We just live in a more cautious society, uh, country, stricter government. Uh, so that's kind of... Um, the good and bad of it, I guess. Ugh, the cases like, in America are so low. It's been kept under... <laughs> they're so low? Yeah, they're so low. <laughs> <laughs> Broadway's reopening in September. That's pretty cool. So yeah. do you think, like, Singapore could just, like, open everything up and we'd be okay? No. No, I don't think that. Right. <laughs> I think they just need to vaccinate us all and just let us live our lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I'm sure there's a reason why it's taking a bit longer than expected. Yeah, and I can't. I I keep googling. I can't figure out why it's so slow, or even if it is so slow. Because I always hear like, "Oh, the numbers actually pretty good." Like, all of the eligible people, like forty and above, a lot of people are getting. I don't know what the numbers are, but yeah, yeah. Oh well. Do they not have enough? I don't. I'm I don't not, know. Like, I'm not going to speak on this because I have not researched it at all. So um, I don't talk about things that you don't know, and yeah. it involves people's lives. But more and more people I know are getting it. So yeah, I don't know how, but they are getting it. Inch got it. A couple of people from Improv got it. Got the vaccine, not COVID. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Maybe you should uh, just take a trip back to Philippines. Uh, yeah. No. <laughs> no, 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 like for real. Like, what would it be? Like, I think it, before you leave, you have to get vaccinated, right? Isn't that a thing? I don't think so. I mean, that would be a real hack. Because I have a friend who's flying overseas and he applied to get the vaccine. Right. And um, he's getting the vaccine before he flies. I'm, getting, I'm guessing he's traveling for work though, right? I don't think so. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, just wait. I feel like it's around the corner. Come on, give me that sweet vaccine. <laughs> I wonder if I'll get it before you, because like age groups, like if they go 35 and above. That'd be annoying. Yeah. Just get the herd immunity on. I'm, I'm like a citizen. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> but true. Oh, man. I earned it. <laughs> sure. Sure. Right. Privilege. Holy shit. Phase two, part two. Here we are. No, in some people's eyes, like... Because I was a PR. Yeah. And I had to do NS to get, like, the citizenship. Yeah. So, technically, I did earn my citizenship. Sure. But, I mean, like, this is not a prize. Everyone needs to get fucking <laughs> <laughs> vaccinated for it to work. Oh, my God. Uh, you know what I've been doing, though? Like, uh, as as this uh, lockdown, I feel like I always have a little, like, oh, lockdown. What should I watch or what should I consume? Uh, I've been reading a little bit. I started I started catching up on musicals because hot take Nathan. Ooh. Many, 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 many musical bootlegs are available on YouTube. <laughs> wow. It's not really That's a right. hot take. <laughs> Putting it out there. It's more like a hot fact. Yeah. Oh yeah, sorry, not a hot take, but yeah. Check it out. <laughs> like I didn't know that. Like I like um yeah, I don't know why I said hot take. <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah, like if you it's weird too. You search for slime tutorials, like that's what they're calling it. There's like the like the bootlegging oh, community. Wow. They, they're like uh, check out this p- how to make a pie slime tutorial, and it's like waitress. 
That is amazing. Yeah, I fell into this hole because the trailer for Dear Evan Hansen came out last week. Oh, yeah. Have you seen it? It looks great. I didn't see the trailer. Except for his hair. Oh, my God, his hair looks bad. There, wait, as in like it's a Broadway filming or a movie? No, no, it's a movie. Ooh. So it's Ben Platt re- re- reprising his role. Ooh. He's like 27 or something. So, you know, he's not young. But eh. they gave him this. Dude, look lately. Like, have a quick Google of what he looks like. Um, Did they start They Wars made a very H-M? interesting choice. No, no. Because his faces doesn't look that old, but they made a really weird choice about something that I think will be glaringly obvious once you give it a quick Google. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Dear Evan Hansen's coming out, so I was like, oh, let me look for this, and then that led me to a YouTube uh, rabbit hole that... Hmm, yeah, yeah, strange choice. That hair is fucking crazy. He looks like, <laughs> um, he looks like th- that lawyer from the OJ thing. <laughs> What's her name? Uh, Sarah Pauly played her in fucking the miniseries. Sarah Paulson, yeah. It's a crazy perm. Uh, but yeah, dude, like, uh, basically ever since Hamilton came out, I haven't listened to any new musicals. I've kind of just been like, eh. Uh, Dear, Dear Evan Hansen, I think they came out a little bit after. I'm not sure. But anyway. That is a wild... Well, actually, okay, no, it doesn't look so bad in some of some of the shots. But weird, it's a weird choice. It's a weird choice, for sure. Yeah. yeah. We're talking about his super curly perm hair. It looks like he's wearing a wig. Yeah, exactly. Strange. I mean, it must be. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, but I feel like there's a... Tr- I think I heard about this somewhere. That there was going to be a trend after, after around Wicked, or maybe even after Hamilton, of like musicals that are are getting very, very, very expensive. So there's going to be a new trend of like musicals that are cheaper to produce, uh-huh. smaller cast and stuff, and it's totally happening. Yeah, it's two that I watched recently that I re- quite enjoy, which is Six. Have you heard of Six? Nope. Six is great. It's like a I've been super out of touch with musicals. Yeah, just in general. So there's two that I want to talk about. The first is Six, which is um, it's a it's a British pop musical. Like it's not really staged, and that's what I mean. It's very cheap. It's just like six cast members, uh, the backing band. And that's it. And the, and the right. gist of it is that uh, there's six girls. They play the wives of Henry VIII. He had six wives, right? Uh-huh. And they just talk about their stories and what they what they what they experienced. And it's all through pop songs. Like the the conceit is that they're a girl band, and to figure out who is the lead singer of the girl band, they have to share who had the worst time being Henry VIII's wife. It's it seems very niche, but it's like. That's a great idea. Right. It's pretty fun. And there's it was originally in in, in the UK. Mm-hmm. So the official cast album is recorded there and like it's kind of annoying because they do super super thick like British accents. It's kind of annoying. What, what's the style of the musical? There. Very poppy. Very okay. pop. Very like every like each each singer is modeled after one or a combination of pop singers. So there's like the Beyonce one. My definition of like a poppy musical in my head is like the Greatest Showman kind of thing. That kind of vibe. I haven't listened to Greatest Showman. Have you not seen the show? No, man? no. I really should. <laughs> the show, man. Yeah. Uh, no, I haven't actually. Right like here. that's that's like my current definition in my head of like a pop musical where like the songs. There's like a weird dissonance of like it's 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 very clearly a musical, but it also sounds like, sounds like it's trying to be a pop song, and it's like a weird in between, and it works sometimes, and sometimes it just doesn't. Um, I mean, what it what what the experience is like, and again, it's it's weird because it's an hour and twenty, no intermission. It's just song. It's just go, it goes through, right? It's yeah. basically a concert. It's like it's like song banter, song banter, song banter. There's no staging. There's nothing. It's pretty bare bones, and that's what I mean, right? It's so cheap to produce, mm-hmm. which is why there's been like tours. But let me play you. This is Anne Boleyn. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> so this vibe, you know what I mean? Right. Got so it. this this girl is modeled after like, uh, for God, British singers. Let me. I'm just waiting to get to the chorus because the chorus is infectious. Yeah. 
Okay, no, the chorus is too far. Let me password. Never mind. But anyway, that's the vibe. And Sounds like, like a very Lily Allen kind of. Yeah, vibe. that's that's her thing. She's based mm. off of Lily Allen. There's one who's like kind of like Adele-ish, mm. and the songs are pretty good. I mean, it's a little bit. I, I, it's one of those things where like, oh, I can see their potential. I would love to see their second musical. Yeah, but it's fun and it's really good to listen to. And it's, Man, it's I need bad. to get I need to get back into musicals because like, I like I've oh, this is a hot take. Oh, <laughs> or a hot. I've I've soured on musicals like <gasps> yeah like that's uh, but there's not because I mean again since Hamilton there's like nothing really I, I guess but it's it's more of just like even just listening to musicals right now most of them not all of them yeah, of yeah, course yeah. most of them I don't know I just like I'm I'm a little sour to it like okay. I I can't explain why you just don't enjoy it. Not at the current moment. There was a point in my life where I did, you know? Yeah, I go through waves. Yeah, right now I'm just really not about it. Like, yeah, I, totally. I, I feel like, and this might be like pessimistic to say, but I feel like the more cynicism you have in your life, <laughs> the, less, the less seriously you can take musicals or like the less you can buy into a musical. Well, I think it's escapism, right? So it's like if you, either you don't want to escape or you cannot escape. You yeah, but it's like, what are you escaping to? You're escaping to like a weird like hellscape of <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> like, <laughs> Jesus. Well, actually, because down ten minutes, fabulous. Um, yeah, because Rachel's actually in the middle now of kind of of writing her own mini musical. Like she's right. doing this like a little. Uh, she entered in this little uh, thing. So th- we've been kind of researching. I've kind of got into it. So there's that. There's a show called Come From Away, which is kind of interesting. It's not like anything I've ever heard before. Uh-huh. It's um, set on uh, 9-11, <laughs> mm-hmm. 2001. Uh, apparently, there was a town in Newfoundland, Canada, where like, I think it's something like 39 planes immediately after 9-11 were diverted there. Uh-huh. And like all of a sudden, the population, which was like used to be like 9,000, like one of those cities where everyone knows each other, all of a sudden, all these millions of people, are, like thousands of people are there and like disrupting their lives. And that's a crazy musical, too. Oh, wow. But that one, that one, too, that's... 12 cast members all rotating and doing it. Like, it's, it's it's crazy how it's like, again, the gatekeepers are falling down in every aspect. So if you had a good idea, you can make it. I mean, like, Six was written by two college students who did it and then became a thing. Right. It's just exciting that if you had an idea and you just did it, you could do it. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> I need to get back into it. Like, music, the concept of a musical still excites me. Right. I just, I just can't listen to them at the very moment that's okay like even as you played that just now like like, like you i don't know like like For me it's the accent i'm just can't, oh, it's, it's more of just like the, the eyes in my brain rolled back <laughs> like <laughs> you know what you need have you ever listened or watched um legally blonde i have a little bit of it because that one's professionally recorded like you can watch MTV recorded it. You can watch yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I that's like, like I feel like yeah. Wait, Ooh, I gotta remember. Okay, for me that's like the perfect balance. It's it's light, but it's a very well told story, and the songs are great, and the choreography is fun. If any, the only thing really is that it's just dated. It has all these references from like the mid nineties yeah. that are very dated. Yeah. But yeah, that's the that's the one that will always cheer me up and like really make me believe in the power of musical theater. <laughs> that's right, Legally Blonde, the musical, so good. So that that should be my entry point. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, man, so I'll, good. I'll come back and report. <laughs> Please do. Yeah, challenge. Because like, 
Oh, I don't know. I think it really is like the more cynicism you have or like something about it or like maybe if like, ah, I have no idea. Like, like, like just listening to to musicals just sounds like um, horrifying to me at the moment. That is extreme. Yeah. That is really quite something. Yeah. I don't know how to explain I, me neither. that. Yeah. It's just you have like an unexplained revulsion. Yeah. Not all musicals, of course. Sure. But, you know, like Dear Evan Hansen, I think, you know, those Fantastic. songs hold up. Um, I need to listen to Be More Chill. Apparently that was a really good one. Didn't that come out like three years ago or yeah, something? Yeah, relatively recent. Yeah, I listened to that a while ago. Um, it didn't really do it for me. No. I think one one or two songs in there, but... Eh. You like Sarah Bareilles? Do you She's I? Yeah, because she wrote Waitress, so that's another one worth checking out. Oh, I've heard that one. That one I'm not too crazy about. We're going into uh, like a weird rabbit hole Very here. Very specific. Yeah, super Very specific. specific. Um, I think I just need to like lighten up. I don't know. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know what it, we need is a... What would they call it? if When BTS eventually makes a jukebox musical. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, I'd be so all about that. That'd be so fun. They're They're definitely going to do it. <laughs> Right, but then like you'd musicals have to... are huge in Korea. I'm yeah. surprised it hasn't happened yet. Yeah, or like it's like, probably going to happen, and it's currently in 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 production. It could be. They might like, be auditioning. When I went to Seoul, you know, in the before times, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, yeah, we went to watch a musical, and I was like, "There's like a thousand, there's like three thousand people in this theater." Yeah, that's huge. <laughs> Watching a musical from the mid '90s. Yeah, and like crazy, and like. The insane thing is, like, that's not, like, a one-time yeah, yeah, yeah. thing. Like, they have those, like, almost every night, and most nights every theater is filled. Yeah. It's crazy. It was nuts. The, the I'm like, theater, this is bigger than Broadway theaters. The theater culture in Korea is, well, to me, baffling. <laughs> <laughs> like, honestly, I just Well, you don't... hate musicals, so... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> like... Even when I was there in the before four times yeah, before, yeah, yeah. I, I guess I, I guess I liked musicals more before then. I think COVID soured me on musicals. Yeah, I think sense. that's what it is. Like, there's there's just nothing. Like, exists what's the what's virus. the point? <laughs> no, um, I'm only we'll like a, half kidding about being that disgusted about musicals. If we'll make a musical about COVID. Uh, <laughs> COVID nineteen going on eighty. Yeah, um, but um, I completely lost the thread. What were we going on about? You were talking about c- musicals in Korea. And how crazy they were. Yeah. Even when I went back, uh, when I went back, when I went there like two-ish, two and a half, three years ago, Mm -hmm. like I just didn't understand how (laughs) it was so like happening. Yeah. And there's even a district, I forgot what it's called, where they have like 200 over theaters and yeah, like of different sizes, like small theaters, little black box theaters, big theaters, and all just crammed in this one district. That's cool. We need that. And um, every night, there's shows happening in almost every one. Yeah, that's damn, damn. See, that's what we need, man. That's how you push a culture, a society through the arts. Yeah, uh, Singapore needs its own BTS. <laughs> BTS. I'm pretty sure it exists. The Bojos. You can call them the. I don't know. <sighs> you know, at the end of the music video of Butter, uh, fucking J Hope eats a pat of butter, and that like really disgusted me. And I love butter. It was probably fake butter. Could be. Also, oh. I haven't seen this video. Oh, it's so fun. It's 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 like they took Dynamite. You know how like Dynamite was like, let's give them some scratch lyrics, and they're like, we're just going to do that. Uh-huh. Now it's like, let's give them some actually kind of real lyrics. It still sounds, sounds like gibberish, mm-hmm. but it's really fun. Wow. Ooh, another thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I completely forgot to mention about the songwriting camp. Oh, yeah. Um, these songwriting camps, it's very common that these camps are actually approached by like K-pop Makes people. Sense. Makes sense. 
and they just write melodies. They write kind of like hooky kind of things, mm-hmm. and like um, most times when they write these like like very rough kind of hooky kind of things, it's like get in love, baby, or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Like oh yes, feel the love, baby, and that yeah. is going to be yeah, the yeah, song. Yeah. And then they fill the rest of Korean lyrics yes. themselves, and then yeah. you just kind of have the beat. And it happens a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and like one like one of the girls that I wrote with in one of the days, like she Ooh, what did she do? She, oh, she did a song with uh, someone named Taeyeon. Ah, I don't know who that is. Which but like, which song? I have no idea. Dude, Taeyeon is the shit. Yeah. Wait, I'm thinking of Taemin. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> shit. <laughs> no, wait, no, no. Wait, who am I thinking? Of? I'm thinking of Taeyeon. It's a girl. Never mind. But I think she's a big deal. Yeah. Probably, but it's yeah, it's 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 crazy that like. So many K-pop songs, they come from a lot of these, like, Western production houses. Um, and they just top-line lyrics and, like, like syllables over it. It's a very... Because it's not, like, English, it's, like, Chinese or Japanese where every word is, like, a single syllable. Right, right, right. You know? It's easy to yeah. do a thingy. Yeah, it's it's yeah. well, it's easier, I would say. Well, I mean, yeah, but I mean, even if you, you still just, have to make it like make sense, of course, and yeah. like have it sound nice. But like because you're filling in the syllables um, with a language like that, it's it's they're just kind of painting by the numbers, and it's really <laughs> sure. it, it's such an it's such a fascinating process. Um, but yeah, it's it's it, it, it was interesting to like peek into that as well. Yeah, but I want to write a song for a K-pop person. Do it, dude. That'd be great. Who would you write for? Let's see. Uh, don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you got you to get more dancey stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or or you can write one of them. Oh, you can write a ballad. Just write it. Just write a song for Jungkook. See what happens. Like pitch it to him, right? Yeah. I'll figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Who's, who, who's, they're not Warner, right? I mean, BTS isn't the one for Warner. No, they're big hit. Oh, yeah. They're, and they're only big hit, right? Like worldwide. Yeah. There's no like kind of thingy. I have no idea. Uh. I feel like you'd know this. Yeah, I mean... You just I mean, told me all those things about Jin. Yeah, I mean, I know about their lives. I don't know about the business aspect of it. <laughs> um, oh, he's about to go into the army, too. Oh, okay, no. Anyway. Uh, so you you were talking about, like, yes. uh, watching things that make you feel nice and happy with Yeah, what butter. you got? Um, because I've been, like, a lot busier this week, mm-hmm. I've just been comfort watching. Oh, yeah. And I've gotten into a little, really? little, little kind of, like, pocket of comfort watching that I... Um, haven't done in a while, which is movies from the 80s and 90s. Oh, yeah. And early 2000s. It's so weird. I really do think our cycles are lining up because I've been doing that a little bit as well. <laughs> like a little and also, again, cycles. before we recorded, before you played me your new song, uh-huh. you were like, I just watched this new video on YouTube. I'm like, I was literally watching the same thing. Okay, anyway, <laughs> what have you been watching lately? Um, okay, I'll pull up the history. Um, I don't know whether I'm proud of it or not, I'm, but I'm, I'm, I'm not I'm guessing this is Disney Plus mostly. No. Oh, okay. I've been using a lot no, of no, plus. no. So the recent movies that I have watched because of just like pure comfort: The Mummy, nice. Mystery Men, nice. Uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Ooh, that movie sucks. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I remember that was one of the biggest disappointments. I was like, "This is such a crazy idea. Yeah. I want it. I read the comic book. This is yeah. great. This movie was fucking yeah. garbage." Okay, yeah. Um, <laughs> what else? I have a lot to say about that. I don't think it's garbage. I think it's... To be fair, I haven't watched it since... No, I wouldn't want to watch it again. It's... Ooh, it's fun. Remind me of the cast. Sean Connery. Sean right? Connery. That's pretty much everyone that I think it's his last recognized. movie. It was his last movie. No, the, the cast is relatively... No. A lot of those guys, right? Like Shane 
Where Shane. Yeah, but yeah, Shane West. Yeah. But what else has he done since then? I have no ER? idea. ER? <laughs> I don't know. Um, but parts of it still hold up. Hmm? And like, it's it was part of this like era of movie making where like a lot of big action was still practical. Yes. Remember that kind of like late 90s, early 2000s transition? Yeah, this came out in 2003. So yeah, yeah, when they would still use like miniatures for a lot of things and blow them up. And like, there's just something so satisfying about that. And they would have like practical costumes. Dude, the um, Dr. Jekyll, yes. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, that figure, like that... CGI or whatever that costume yeah, yeah, yeah. holds up. Yeah, it looks amazing. Even Mummy looked great. Well, no, Mummy's a bit rough sometimes. I mean, some of it was like really rough, but some of it was like that looks. Look at that. Look, yeah, look some of it was great. But League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, I think it's still like it's just a concept alone. It's so fun. Yeah, you know, like I, I love it when like they put a team together. Yes, and they all exist in this just like, world. To give you a little bit of context, listeners, like it's like a super team founded that consists <laughs> of. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, as everything that Doctor Jekyll, uh, Captain Nemo, Tom Sawyer, Tom Sawyer is like some that's Shane West character. He's yeah. like some kind of crazy whatever. Dorian Gray, yeah, Dorian Gray, the, the bride of Dracula. Of, like the, yeah, the bride of Dracula is in the team, and they go and save um, the world. Some guy called Alan Quartermain. Yeah, <laughs> he, he's from like some novels. That's Sean Connery's character too. That's so like, like, who the fuck is Alan Quartermain? He did some um, things. But yeah, it's so stupid and so fun, um, and like it, it, it all takes place in this very like Sherlock Holmesy kind yeah, of steampunky, like, yeah. steampunky old British kind of vibe. Um, it's a good time. I recommend it. It's not high art, um, but it holds up. Yeah, and because I because that was like my recent kind of comfort watch. Next on the list, and by the way, uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen is on Netflix. Yes, um, not a sponsor. Uh, next on my list, and you're welcome to join me, is Van Helsing. Oh, boy. <laughs> that's another one that's just like, pff, what a great idea. <laughs> like, very <laughs> really? disappointing. Really? Not I remember thing? thinking like, oh, wow, Faramir. I'd like to see more of Faramir. I really, really want to rewatch Van Helsing. Huge I remember man. this movie came out in 2004. Wait, dude, wait, hold on. We, we just watched The Mummy the other night. We yeah. have to watch The Mummy Returns. Uh, I, arguably the superior movie. Yeah, eventually. But come on, Van Helsing. Fuck. Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Fighting demons. Fighting okay, vampires. fine, fine, fine. Want to split the difference and do Constantine? I actually quite like Constantine. Right. <laughs> like, that's another movie, too. Like, the concept is great. I was really hoping they'd make it into a series. And then, like, the TV show is not that great, apparently. Yeah. Like, okay, don't, don't get me wrong. Like, we're in the golden age of, like, content right now. Yeah. So many good quality things are coming out. COVID but, like, really put a dent in all things. Whatever. But, like, we, we had a good few years of just, like, crazy ace entertainment, very well-produced, yep. well-written, high budgets, all that stuff, cool characters and, like, existing IPs but and all that. But no nostalgia, is I think, is what your your conclusion is going to be. Like, it's not, okay, it's, it's, I know nostalgia plays a huge factor to it, definitely. Yeah. But there's just something to these movies you know, like these movies th- that were at the time very mm-hmm. successful, mm-hmm. but if they came out today, they'd be like B movies. <laughs> there's yeah, something, at best. Of, you know, like there's something about that. there's something about that. Like it's cute, you know, like it's really cute to me. <laughs> like there's something about it that I, it's just I, like I feel like these they're movies... doing the most, <laughs> but <laughs> they're doing the most, they're doing the best they can. But like it's not great. <laughs> yeah. I think, like, actually, when you think about it, I think these movies were, like, the prototype, kind of like the guinea pigs of what yeah. 
came afterwards. Like yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Basically, we wouldn't have like Marvel and stuff. If it wasn't for exactly. these crazy blockbusters built on franchises. Exactly. But there's yeah, something. Fair. There's something to like the shittier, like, like, <laughs> like, 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 kind of older brother to to what to, to the gold that we have today. I guess. Sure. Um, that is just so enjoyable. Like. They took it less seriously. There was definitely more of like an auteur quality yeah. to it because it's <laughs> yep, less yes. it's less made by committee. Yeah, the awkwardness. So they, so they kind of get away with a lot of wild shit <laughs> and like a weird like you're gonna hear some weird ass lines. Like definitely a lot of dated shit. Yeah, like regarding gender and race. <laughs> oh yeah, the misogyny of mummy was pretty funny to see. <laughs> The misogyny, what does a woman know? The misogyny so in a lot of movies. <laughs> to be fair, I feel like they were. It was a play on like, you know, I mean, the movie was set in the twenties. So no, no, no. In in the Mummy, it was meant to be commentary, commentary, because, and also like that's a bad guy. Yeah, <laughs> we don't want to like him. But it's also like a huge commentary thing because of who she turns out to be. Yeah, like she's yeah, a badass. True, true, true. true. Yeah, um, but there was some weird like sex thing with her and Brendan Fraser's character. Yeah, like. Oh, you're gonna kiss me without my permission? I'm into it. <laughs> that was the main thing. It's like, oh, you violated me. I like it. But yeah, if 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 you are a younger person listening to this podcast and you missed out on all these movies, oh, well, check them out. Hundred percent. Because okay, to to me, those movies, uh, um, when I was like, you know, in my like late teens and early twenties, were movies like. Um, Deep Impact and mm. Armageddon. I loved Armageddon. Like the ones that I missed because like I was too young to appreciate them. But I think like the, these those right in like, my wheelhouse. Yeah, yeah. But now these are the ones for like the younger people to yeah. like look back. Like the mummies and the Definitely Mystery Men is a bit older, but still great. Yeah, I think Mummy's probably the best example of those yeah. things. And like I know I'm like 100 percent preaching to the choir here, but fucking Brandon Fraser is so good in the Mummy. My he God. really owns that role. Brandon Fraser is good in everything. Like. I'm pretty sure we dedicated like a good we did. 15 minutes oh, to Brendan sure. Fraser. We don't need once. to go to the church of Brendan Fraser much more. But like, yeah, yeah, it's just, can you imagine that? Like, we need a tall, goofy Indiana Jones. Best we got now is Chris Pratt. I'll take that. That's not bad. Known Trump supporter. <laughs> Conservative. I don't know if he's, is he a Trump supporter? I know he's a Republican. Whatever. He's doing a couple <laughs> things on Amazon Prime that I'm very excited about. The Tomorrow War? Come on. That looks Tomorrow great. War looks fantastic. It looks <laughs> so silly. It's going to be so dumb and so fun. I can't wait. Um, but yeah, like the, that whole era of movies is, is just a fun time. I love how it's not very serious. And like Van Helsing. Come on. Come on. Van Helsing or Constantine? I don't know. <laughs> Constantine, I get that little boost because like one, it's like, oh, look at young Shia. And then two, it's like, oh, look. Tagalog on screen. That's pretty fun. There's Tagalog on screen. Yeah, like the first demon is like, uh, they attack a Filipino family. Oh my goodness. And I'm like, oh, look at that. I don't have to read the subtitles. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, but then fucking, oh God, I have no desire at all to watch fucking Van Helsing. Really? Not even for Kate Beckinsale? I'd rather watch Van Wilder than Van Helsing. Ooh, that's a hot take. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot Kate Beckinsale was in, is she in that? Yes, well, she speaking is. Of, then I'd rather watch she Underworld. Very, she very much is in that with a corset on, making a then 13-year-old Nathan extremely hot and bothered. Yeah, I think we had the same experience, except mine was Pearl Harbor. <laughs> I'm like, look at her in that red dress. <laughs> also, I rewatched Pearl Harbor the other day. Love it. I love that fucking movie. Mm-hmm. So cheesy and so delicious. Oh, yeah, and also on the list of the nostalgia movies I've been watching, The Ocean's Trilogy. Nice. That's so fun. Literally all three of them. That's so fun. <laughs> oh, you know what's not uh, fun? I'm not, like, it's, like, I'm uh, I'm not embarrassed, but I'm also, like, 
like I feel like I'm admitting something here. <laughs> Which yeah, is I don't know. <laughs> like maybe I'm watching too many movies. Yeah. What else are you gonna do at night? You know, you like work once eight, you work eight hours from seven to three p.m. I think you're okay. Yeah, no, but it's also like, what the fuck else are you gonna do? Like, yeah, I have no, I have no two. motivation to go out. Like, there, I have a slight COVID anxiety thing going on, but you know, it's phase two, part two, man. Just take your time, and chill. Yeah, maybe read a book. Like, I was I was watching a show. And they talked about War and Peace. I'm like, I should read one of them Russian books. I probably won't. Some Dostoevsky thing. Yeah, that's Tolstoy. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have no I, idea. I feel you. I feel you. I have zero idea about most foreign literature. I don't read enough. I think I like I, I like I, I need to read more. Yeah, reading's good. I mean, audiobooks has really opened up my world to that kind of stuff. That doesn't count as reading. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I just need to like do more smart things. I feel like I'm I'm like swinging the pendulum way too much in the creative side. Uh, that like I'm not intellectually quite <laughs> where I, I I would like to be. I think I've I've mentioned this to you before, but the first thing you should do is listen or read uh, "Talking to Strangers" by Malcolm Gladwell. Like that will cure exactly what you're describing. It's smart, but it's very one. It's very interesting, and right. two, it's very like prescient. Right. It's very good. Really good book. See, really once good. I read the book, I'm going to know what prescient means. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> uh, you know what sucked, though? Uh, fucking, I did not enjoy Army of the Dead at all. And, like, the further I get away from it, the more I'm angry at that stupid movie. <laughs> what a dumb fucking movie. Let's talk about Army of the Dead. Okay. Until the Snyder Cut comes out, maybe. Right. God, Army of the Dead was just, oh, I hate you so much. Yeah. And I love it. I love that it's a throwback. I, I hope mean, you're aware that the Army of the Dead is the Snyder Cut. Yes, I know, but yeah. like he, I was making a joke. He, like, yeah. <laughs> like, the fact that, like, it if was... He, a, if he releases a longer one, I'll be angry. <laughs> yes. I guess it's two and a half, two hours, 40, two hours, 20. Anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, Netflix, Zack Snyder, Army of the Dead. Fuck. It's been in development in hell for, like, since, like, around the time these movies we were talking about came out, basically. Mm-hmm. Around, it, it's been in development in hell since the peak of the zombies movies, basically. And I can see why. It's garbage. Like, the script is so bad. Like, it's so dumb. All the characters are very dislikable. I don't even know why we're talking about it because I just hated it so much. <laughs> Have you seen the Red Letter Media? No, on it? I will though. Love Red Letter. <laughs> they okay. They're so the I, I I walked away from the movie having very meh, tepid feelings about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not nearly as upset as you. Yeah. Um, I hated it. For me, it was kind of just like you know that was fun to turn my brain off for the last two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a movie I'd watch again. Yeah, I doubt it. Because it wasn't satisfying. There are no bits that I want to revisit. <sighs> the it's only very unsatisfying. The only part that I thought took advantage of like the premise, which mm-hmm. is a zombie heist movie, was when Such they used the zombie idea. to set the traps off. Even that was made no sense if you yeah no it like a little bit. it was not smart, but yeah. that was like the closest thing that they had to like you having know some fun having the premises actually make sense in together yeah because the rest of it was kind of just like the heist part of it wasn't very smart. Essentially, they just had to go down to a basement and unlock a safe. And after yeah. watching Oceans, the whole Oceans trilogy, the previous week before. <laughs> But Nathan, I was very let down. This would be like if in Oceans. Okay, I'm putting my microphone because like I'm yelling a little bit because I'm okay. fucking pissed off. It would be like if Andy Garcia's character was a comrade by bank. Can we have the code? No. Like that's, <laughs> like that's it's the Japanese dudes. It's Scorpion's bank. Yeah, it's Scorpion's vault. Yeah, very little of it <laughs> makes sense. Um, but you know, I forgave the plot holes because first of all, it's a Zack Snyder movie, and I love Dave Bautista. I just um, did. yeah, love the guy. and I thought it was for what it was like. It was, I didn't feel like I wasted my time. Mm. 
but I didn't think it was like a great movie or anything. Very far from um, it. And then I watched um, the Red Letter Media video on it, and yeah. they pulled out a whole bunch of things that I was like, oh, shit. It was worse than you thought, is it? Or like what? They basically showed you beat for beat how this movie is a straight up copy of Aliens. <laughs> oh, I was thinking that the whole time I was watching it. <laughs> yeah, because like Aliens is not a movie that is seared into my brain. I, I mentioned it too when we were watching. I'm like, this is Aliens. Like, right. like this fucking the 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 guy trapping them and like the, yeah. the corporation. Yeah, it's very very Aliens, very Aliens. But even like the scenes mm. and like how they're shot, how they're shot, yeah, and like the the script and like just. Watch it and you'll probably I'm be more upset. Yeah, watch it, it and you'll probably be more upset. There's more. It's like there's more than five scenes in there that are like, oh, that's just something from Aliens just lifted entirely. <laughs> yeah, and then fucking consciously I, or subconsciously. I watched some like behind the scenes just to fucking even more like and like and like I hate fucking like Zack Snyder was all like, oh yeah, I became the cameraman for the shoot and I use this camera rig and these lenses. I'm like, your movie looks like garbage. It looks like shit. Ooh, look at blurriness. Ooh, ooh, there's a contrast in the harsh world and the soft focus. Okay. Nothing's in focus. I can't see anything. I, I didn't have much of a problem with how it looked. I hated it. I didn't have a huge problem with how it looked. Um, but anyway, um, this movie just made me want to watch Dawn of the Dead. That I can agree with. Fucking Dawn of the Dead by the exact same director is fun. Yeah, <laughs> like, that but, is a but, great but, movie. But it's crazy because like I watched... I Dawn of the Dead has a very special place in my heart because um, it was one of the first movies... I ever watched, like, just start to finish by myself, like, hmm. as a kid. Oh, interesting. You know, like, it's, you know, those, like, what, like usually you're watching movies with your family, yeah, usually yeah, yeah. you're watching with but, like, the first kind of, like, DVD that you put in to a machine and watch from start to finish, I don't know if you can remember what yours was. <laughs> I know mine was that. I know mine wasn't a DVD. Because beforehand, no, because beforehand it it was things like, you know, you're watching Pokemon or you put on like some kid's show or something. Right. But this was the first time that I watched like a grown-up movie from start to finish. When did Dawn of the Dead come out? I want to say 2003, 2004. Really? Yeah. I remember because I was was in in high school. Yeah, I was 13. Yeah. Or, yeah, I was around 13 or something like that. But... I just remember very distinctly it being one of like the first grown up movies that I watched from start to finish by myself, yeah, like on this pirated DVD that we got from Indonesia. <laughs> nice, um, and it was so good. It was just like very this is. Fun. It was such a fun fucking movie. I had no idea Zack Snyder directed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but Phil, Phil Dumphy's in it. Yeah, it's a crazy cast. Um, but like, it was one of the first movies I ever watched, and it's a great one. And and, and watching Army of the Dead just makes me want to rewatch that one. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. Dawn of the Dead might actually be one of the most fun, like, fun zombie movies. It's one of the most fun zombie movies. There, like, there's it, there's so much about it that, like, is so it's so seared into my brain. Yeah. And, like, I guess it's also because so many other zombie media has been inspired by that movie. Mm, yeah. You know? Um, also, like, this Left whole Left 4 Dead time, is basically, like... Yes, yeah. true. When we're watching Army of the Dead, I'm like, I kind of forgot that this is not taking place in the George Romero yeah. world. I'm like, is this how... Is this the very first zombie thing before everything else kicks off? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Fucking alien zombie robot fucks. This is so stupid. Would you recommend Army of the Dead to our listeners? Yeah, do it. <laughs> Hate your life more. <laughs> I Okay. Watch Shaun of the Dead and Dawn of the Dead instead. Wait. Scratch that itch that way. No, no, wait. Where's my phone? <laughs> okay, there it is. Um, I, I'm going to recommend a different zombie movie. Ooh. Also on Netflix. Ooh. 
Um, I don't actually have one. I'm just I just searched up zombie and I'm looking at the ones that are up yeah, here now. Very disappointing. Um, <laughs> Train to Busan. That's a, that's a good one. How about World War Z? How oh, do you feel fuck, about that, that one? That one is even more angry because the <laughs> because uh, you know the talked book about is it so better. many times. The book is so fucking good. Uh huh. The movie is so fucking bad. Would you recommend? But but Israel gets destroyed. So if you're into that sort of thing, okay. If you're pro Palestine. How would you recommend um, The Dead Don't Die? I haven't seen that one. That's the one with Bill Murray and uh, Kylo Ren. Yeah. I haven't seen it. I wouldn't recommend it. No? That yeah. movie made me angry. Oh, boy. Yeah, I heard it's pretty bad. <laughs> that movie made me as angry as Army of the Dead made you. <laughs> um, because it promises so many things. Yeah. doesn't deliver. It doesn't take them anywhere. It, it introduces so many interesting, weird, quirky, like mm. surreal ideas. Huh. It's not a straight ahead movie. Yeah, it's very experimental. Huh. But the experiments don't have a. Pay- so a lot of them don't feel like they have a payoff. Oh, so sucks. it just feels like this director that was like, "Oh, this would be f- cool and yeah, meta to put did. in here." Oh, gross! And then it doesn't pay off. That sucks. Yeah, it's weird. And then it's, it's even like weirder because like Bill Murray's in it and Kylo Ren is in it and you think it's going to be yeah, amazing. But maybe I'm stupid and I missed out like, you know, the point. No, I mean the reviews aren't that great about it. So, watch yeah. it. Let me know. I but will. you know what I you know what I'll recommend with no hesitation on Netflix that is zombie related. Yeah. Will Smith's I Am Legend. Oh god, I hated that. That movie, it came out in that same era. Yeah. That same era of like, that was like yeah, big budget movies with so just all of the budget. Yeah. All of the money to destroy all of the buildings and um, have Will Smith. And it's just not fantastic, but it's so much fun. You know what movie fits that mold that you're talking about, but it's a little bit newer and a little bit hipper is a uh, Live Die Repeat. Edge of Tomorrow. Oh, Edge of Tomorrow. I fucking right. love that movie. That movie I've watched like four times. Just so that's fun. different. Though. That's like a proper good movie. You know? Yeah. Like I'm talking about like movies. But that's what I meant. It's, it's like, like trash. It's like it's the trash mold, but it's actually genuinely good. Come yeah, on. that is that's true. a good combination. Tra- that is things. true. Yeah. That's <laughs> like a that's trash mold, but it's, it's genuinely good. That's yeah. true. It's great. Um, okay, fine. My final zombie attempt recommendation. No, it's, <laughs> it's, it's very straightforward. There's three of them. There's uh, Dawn of the Dead. Sh- Shaun I'm talking about dead. movies on Netflix, though, specifically. Oh. oh, You know, as an alternate to if you're on Netflix and you're going to click on Army of the Dead. Is Train of Bussin on there? No. Is that on there? Train, um, Train of Bussin? Not that I can see. I, well, I, I literally just searched zombie. But here it is. I'll recommend Daybreak. I haven't seen that. It's a Netflix series um, with zombies. And that was one of the shows that I watched in the very beginning of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's why it has a special place in my heart. But I also genuinely think it's a lot of fun. What is it about? It's like a teen little... It's like a teen uh, comedy kind of thing. But there's zombies. And like it's genuinely funny at points. The soundtrack slaps. Mm -hmm. Um, It actually has a budget. It's a movie? It's a series. A series. That's another good part about it. Uh, Matthew Broderick is in it. Um, It's it's a lot of fun. It's it, it. it, It flew very, very under the radar. I'll check it. But um, it's definitely, if you're looking for fun zombie things, skip Army of the Dead and try Daybreak instead. Yeah. That rhymes. That rhymes. Yeah. That's good. Make it to a song. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. Also, um, Daybreak doesn't have a CGI'd 
Tignataro. That is so <laughs> weird. Like after you pointed out to me, like you, I saw some clips or like I looked look back. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. She is very much just yeah. photoshopped, cut and pasted on top of this motherfucking clip. When I was watching it for the second time with you, yeah. like, I didn't say anything for the first half yeah, of the movie, yeah, yeah. which I, I appreciated. Was, and I was looking out for it, and I was like, oof. Yeah, there's like no one else is saying anything. So I was like, oh, but then that means it's, it's good. ultimately successful. There's one particular scene where, yeah, where they first come into the quarantine zone. Yeah, where it's just like, oh my god, the, the light is on her. Is she's <laughs> halo? She's glowing. It's weird. Yeah, in case you didn't know, and you've actually seen the movie Army of the Dead, uh, take Notaro's character, the helicopter pilot. Um, she was not part of the filming process at, at all. all. Chris D'Elia, the, now canceled this. Chris D'Elia, rightfully so, filmed all of his, his scenes. <laughs> And he got cancelled And um, the pandemic happened uh, So they had to reshoot the entire thing With just one person Yeah Literally Dave Bautista and Tigmataro Have never met Yeah (laughs) (laughs) That's crazy Um, It's crazy what you can do nowadays Yeah, Yeah you can just replace an actor In an entire movie Yeah 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 Like That's cold (laughs) Imagine how he feels (laughs) Um yeah, that that opens up so many doors. Mm. <laughs> oh yeah, um, scary yeah. to think about. I recommend Daybreak to you as well, John. Highly recommend. I'll check it. I'll check it. Yeah, um, it's also just like again, the soundtrack was so much fun. Introduced a lot of new music to me. Hmm. Like what kind of like poppy sound or like what's like alternate uh, like very alternative rock oh, okay. kind of thing. Fun. Yeah. Um, what else is there? Oh. Mm. I'm in the final stages of putting my studio together. Yeah, that's exciting. Yes. Finally shared some photos with uh, a little WhatsApp group. Yeah. Looks good. So for the last few, in the last month, um, I've been taking active steps into like, you know, renovating the studio space that I got and like furnishing it, putting stuff in it, soundproofing it. And yeah, it's pretty close. Pretty, yeah. pretty close. Sounds like it's going to be the new Good Hang Central once it's all set up. Yeah, Probably. Um, but mainly it's going to be, like, a music playground That's just exciting. for, like, whoever wants to take part. And um, it's... I'm excited for it. Um, I think it's going to be a while before I can have it function the way that I envision, mm-hmm. just because of all the COVID restrictions. Yeah, of course, of course. But at the same time, I'm grateful for this window of time where, like, you know, I don't... I, I legally cannot have more people inside, yeah. so might as well take this time to like vibe it out. You know? Sure, really get it ready for when the when the throngs like, of people. Come. Yes, <laughs> the very small throngs of people because I don't want a lot of people inside. Um, it's not going to be a big open to public kind of space. I'm cu- I'm curious what the uh, what you're going to organically find the name of the places. I don't know. It's going to like just yeah. appear. Like I'm, I'm still making a conscious decision right now to not give it a name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because I don't think it needs one. Yeah. At the moment, um, I'm but sure these things I, happen organically. That's yeah. what I'm excited about. Yeah, yeah. I, I need to assign it some kind of title at some point because I need to register it under the company. Oh well, yeah. I need to get, like, <laughs> I need to get like a safe entry thing for it. Right, right, right. So it needs to have some kind of name, but it's not going to be the name of the studio. Let's come up with one now. Oh no. Yeah. Hard toe zone. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> the um, na- the Naden. Yeah, Nathan, the Nathan hard hard toe zone. The Nate in, yeah, the Nate in hard toe. <laughs> no, um, tone like you know like tone like music tones. <laughs> the Nate 
in colon heart h e a r t heart tone and uh, none of it's good yeah none of it's good <laughs> but um, can you imagine if that was a legal name <laughs> <laughs> i mean i could technically legally name it anything it's like hello uh <laughs> i have a delivery for the nathaniel tone oh. <laughs> fucking crazy. I could name it complete nonsense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just a legal entity. Like uh, uh, Hapchun uh, Penguin Trading. Sure. <laughs> you have a lot of explaining to do, I feel. No, like I don't legally have to sell trade penguins if I name my I thing feel Penguin like you Trading. Should. I think if not legally, morally you should. It's like false advertising. It's like how um uh the royal sporting house doesn't need to have like kings. official kings and queens sure, and knights. Sure, sure. You know? Yep. Gold's gym, you can work out there and even if you're not gold. Exactly. Like your name has nothing to do with your I'm not Scottish, <laughs> I go to business. McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> Shake Shack's not even a shack. <laughs> exactly. It shakes. Yeah, yeah. So you can't say it's false advertising, it's just the name. Yeah. Yeah. Confusing advertising. Um, but yeah, I'm slowly starting to move things in and it's just, eh, it's just exciting. Like I don't really, because of all the restrictions and all that, I still don't know like what I can really do yet. Mm. But once we start functioning, I'm excited to, you know, hold tiny events there, like classes, um, just open sessions. Um, yeah, I'm super excited. Yeah. Now it's just like the big conundrum of like decorating, like, I'm afraid to overdo it, but I also need to start. That wall color like, was a bold choice. I like yes. it, by the way, but I'm like, that's a big swing. Yes. Like, that thing is blue as fuck. Yep. <laughs> I didn't want to... Is t- it all I, four walls? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to play it safe with the with the wall color. I, I, I know I didn't want to go for a shade of, um, like, gray or white. Yeah, yeah, or, yeah. I, I didn't want to go anywhere in the white or black spectrum. Yeah, yeah. Um, because most music equipment is black. That's true. And if it's like that color is just going to be blue, yeah, you know. But I like um, that you didn't even go for like accent wall. You're like all of it blue. Yes, it's like Smurf um, blue. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I knew that the most of the equipment was going to be dark colored, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I also knew that I, w- I wanted to hang like very light colored things on the wall, like nice. light fabrics. Nice. Um, I knew that the, the I wanted it to be like a light wooden floor to contrast it. The ceilings are white by default. Um, so having a stronger colored wall just felt right. Sure. And I didn't want it to be dark. Sure. Because most music studios are dark. Yeah. And, you know, my kind of thing is like if you want it to be dark, just, you know, turn the lights off and turn on like a disco light or something. Sure. If you want it to be dark. Sure. Um when the lights are on, it would be nice if it had something else, you know, like yeah. a like a like a nice little cheerful vibe, yeah, or that something other than, you know. Like I feel like uh, most studios, like the few studios I've been to, are like wooden, like a lot of wood. Yeah, you know, but you gotta pay for that Black. shit, you know. <laughs> that shit's expensive. <laughs> and this this place is just a rental. If 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 I owned it, then yeah, I would probably go for that. For sure. Very sauna vibe as well. <laughs> for sure. You know, with sauna like vibe, yeah. with like Persian carpets and shit, like windows um, that are like diagonal. Yeah, that's a whole vibe as well. But you know, I kind of like this place to have its own identity. Yeah, um, it's coming together. Yeah, it's coming together, and I I, I I'm excited. I remember a few episodes ago, I was talking about how, like, I needed to find something to, like, excite 
yeah. myself again. And like I think this 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 is that thing. The hard toad zone. The hard toad zone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna make it that. Uh, Let me just tell your friends. Hey, you guys get into the hard toad zone later? <laughs> you guys you guys gonna be over there? Are you, are you? No, see, like that—that's the beauty of not giving the place a name. Like people will just end up calling it whatever yeah. they call it amongst their own friends. Exactly, and that way, no one will ever know where it is. <laughs> then you also run the risk of being like, "Hey, you going to Nathan's studio?" <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. people are gonna know that I own it. I mean, shit. Yeah, it's called the Hartozum. He's <laughs> <laughs> not gonna know. <laughs> oh man, <sighs> I have to feed my food. I need food feedage. Yes. What's your what's your first meal of the day going to be? I don't know. I do have to run. Believe it or not, I actually have to go record another podcast. Oh, I thought you, said, I thought you meant you have to go running. No, I have to go run to record another podcast. Nice. What show? I do also need to. <laughs> I need to. I need to run for sure. Uh, yeah. No. 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 The improv companies uh, have a little startup, little baby, little podcast that they're doing. It's really cute. Like an improv podcast. Yeah, it's very much a very niche, like just for the list, just the people who are in this community. Right. It's very cute. <laughs> like each episode, they just interview. Uh, 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 an improviser from Singapore. It's n- I really I no offense. I don't recommend it. Don't don't listen. <laughs> <laughs> but it's c- cool. And I like that we're doing stuff. I like that the improv company's doing stuff. So I'm gonna do. Hey it. man, you need a starting point somewhere. Maybe it it this is like the the jumping off point to do more improv. Yeah yeah yeah. Maybe because what is cool because I've listened to a little bit. It, it's cool to hear like a regular people and see how they got into improv and see what it does for them. Right. So yeah, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do a little thirty minute recording over at the TIC Den, which was organ organically f- called the Den. I'm not sure why. Mm. But I need to get some food before I go there. I'm gonna get subway. I'm gonna get, yeah, I'm gonna get subway. Well, all the best then. Little Italian BMT. All the best uh, with your podcast Double that meat. no one should listen to. <laughs> Double meat, little, little bit of jalapeno. Yeah, when I get really hungry, I get I, I get like food horny. You know, how people get hangry. I get like food horny. I'm like, yeah, give me that. Just a little bit of just a little bit of mayo. Where's the closest subway? Well, it's on the way to the den. So I can, okay. Like, s- cycle over there. But this is a fun recording. You know, I always feel like if we skip an, a week, I always come back. I always have so much to talk about. It's nice. <laughs> I'm excited to record the first episode in the other studio. Ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. I just hope it's not, like, too boomy. The ceilings are high there. Higher than here? Yeah. And does that, how does that affect um, just like boominess. It just it still like just echo. sound echoey. Yeah, it'll sound like we're in like a new house. Oh. I don't know. I feel like these microphones are always really good about minimizing that. But we'll see. We'll figure it we'll out. We'll figure it out as we do, as we always do, week to week. All right, then thank you guys so much for listening. Woo-hoo. Have an amazing week up ahead. Uh thank you for you know everything. All the things coming back, <laughs> listening. And uh we'll see you next week probably at the new studio whoa That's already a, holy shit hey man I'm putting, I'm putting it out there I'm putting I'm, 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 I'm putting it out there so that I'll, I'll hustle and make it happen alright All cool right, thanks for the hang place to be it's a good day for a good time with a good hang it's a good day for a good time with a good hang what a good way, what a good sign, what a good thing. It's a good day for a good time with a good hang. <laughs>